hello. We're here at Vayner Media. This place is awesome. Welcome back to Meet the Creatives. I'm here with Steve Babcock, the CCO at Vayner Media, one of my favorite companies in the world. I just want to say that on the record, I love what you guys. <laughs> I love the thinking here, and, and uh, yeah, it's so awesome. So thank you for being here today. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for uh, for having me. Yeah. yeah. I love your. Uh, I love how there's very little of you online. That's so cool because it's like it's kind of just brief and to the point. Uh, the cliff notes. I'm gonna read the cliff notes and then you okay. can take it from there. And, All right. So here's the cliff notes. I was born and raised in a one spotlight town in Idaho. I graduated with a degree in communications and studies from the University of Utah. I've worked in the creative marketing field for 17 years. I'm a proud father of three, and that's me. That's awesome. That's brief <laughs> and to the point. It's the realest thing that's on LinkedIn. <laughs> All right, I so even, I didn't so, even know I wrote that. Yeah, that is that's pretty succinct. That's pretty good. So, uh, <laughs> tell me about your journey. When did you know that you wanted to be a designer? College, high school, the whole nine yards. Well, um, or whatever you want to talk about. No, it's a good question. I'm actually thinking like, when did I decide that? Oh, I don't know. I always so this very small town uh, is called Jerome, Idaho. Um, and I don't, it's probably like 4,000 people, but, you know, pretty small. Uh, you knew everybody in town or whatever. And I was the baby of five kids. Uh, I had an older sister and then three older brothers. And uh, so I was heavily influenced by them, right. you know. And they were all – I was really lucky. They were all very creative, musically talented artists, blah, blah, blah. And so I kind of followed in those footsteps and always tried to emulate them. Um, so I was always interested in in design and in, and in art, like in high schools and stuff. You yeah. took the class, you know. There's only one class in small town Idaho, just art class. And, <laughs> Not uh, too much to do. Yeah, you know, and you're doing things like screen printing and blah, blah, blah. Right. But what really hit me uh, in high school was this idea of wanting to become a director. To, like, I wanted to make movies. That yeah. was kind of my thing. And I remember our family got, like, a, a, a VHS camcorder you know and we had that and I would uh, I would get my group of friends together and we would just make really dumb little movies on the weekends you know pre-iMovie oh yeah 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 (laughs) this is way pre-iMovie in fact the editing part was a whole other story Uh, there was like there was only like one program and it was like a desktop editing program and it required like a whole card that you had to put in the back of the computer and it was it was called the Matrox Illuminator and I remember because Sounds like something from Back to the Future. It really was a challenge to work with, and it was frustrating, but I think I learned a lot from that. So we'd make these videos, and that was my thing. I was like, yes, I want to do that. So I went – so years go by, and I graduate, and I kind of went to the closest uh, university, which was the University of Utah. So it was just right down in Salt Lake City. Um, And I was like, all right, you know, I'll do the film department. And uh, while I was doing that – um, I needed a job, you know, like t- through school. And a, a friend of mine had a, other, a buddy that worked at this ad agency. And he's like, you should go there. They have like entry level positions. You're basically like a runner. So I was doing that. And while I'm there, and I'm also sort of falling out of love with like this idea of film school. I don't know. My classes were just like, it was way above my, my comprehension where we would take a scene and try to dissect it and I'm like I'm like that that thing is I think it's just supposed to be funny I don't (laughs) think it has any like social commentary and it just really bothered me I had the same thing in college I was into film and then and then I was just like you guys are just so pretentious about this this is like just just let it rock it was like super yeah six months of planning for a five minute video (laughs) I know I was like (laughs) this is not fun yeah meanwhile on the ad side I'm discovering, like, I'm meeting these creatives these art directors these writers it's a wacky fun company I'm like what is this thing? I never thought of like advertising. I didn't, I never realized that that would be a job. And so I kind of started to get interested in that. 
And uh, and kind of long story short, that agency had a scholarship contest for the entire state of Utah. And because I wasn't a, an, a salaried employee, I was just like a part uh, like a part time guy. Mm-hmm. I could enter, so I decided okay. And I befriended an art director there named Dan, and uh, he let me use his computer at after hours. And this was like Photoshop three, so this was yeah. like when you placed type. There wasn't layers; right. it was like placed. Anyway, so I kind of like taught myself that enough to make a portfolio of ads right. to enter into this contest. And this is what year, roughly ninety nine. Okay. I was about uh, nine years old. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so 99. Old. Yeah. And, uh, and no, long story short, I won the contest. Wow. And so they gave me money for college, but then they also said, we want to offer you a job as a copywriter, which I was like, oh, okay. I was sort of going for art director, designer yeah, there. That's Crispin Porter. No, no, no. This is way back. Oh, okay. This is, uh, it was an agency in Salt Lake called, uh, it was a Euro RSCG. Uh, the agency was called Dallin Smith White. Okay. Um, Sounds like an advertising agency. Yeah, totally. Total Mad Men flow. Way, yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, I was just like, yeah, I'll take a salary. Let's go. So I did that. Um and then sort of to pursue that. So I've always kind of been ambidextrous with design and art and copywriting, but I found that that writing really became a, a passion. Um, so I was doing that, also doing music. I was in a band. That was the passion that I really fell into, wanted to go tour the world in a rock band, but needed to make money. So I kind of teetered between the worlds, and eventually I realized that I wasn't going to be able to survive doing rock and roll. So I at that point, I, that's when I moved to Colorado. It was like 10 years later, I moved to Colorado and got kind of serious about my career, and that's when I went to Crispin. Right. Uh, and then was there for six years, then split from there to start a little office, a little agency in Boulder, and then met Gary and got convinced to come to New York. Cool. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. So uh, I, was, I, was asked, I said um, before, I, I asked the guys downstairs, I was like, just out of curiosity, I got to know. How many people come here a day and ask you if they can come up, go upstairs and meet Gary V? And the guy like puts his pen down, looks me dead in the face, and is like, all the time. So, <laughs> and he was like annoyed about it. So uh, I, I promised myself that this would not turn into a Gary V fanboying session because I'm a huge fan. Hey, um, I, I am too. Yeah, great guy. Um, but, you know, so what was that like to meet Gary? Uh, where was VaynerMedia at, at at this time? And what's it like to work with somebody who, you know, the whole world wants to work with. Yeah, you know? so this was the summer of 2015, so about a, a little over a year and almost coming up to almost two years ago, uh, where I was in Boulder, Colorado, kind of setting up with a buddy of mine to, to start a new agency and just loving life there. I, lo- I love yeah. Colorado. And uh, I get a call from a, from a recruiter, which is pretty standard in our business. Recruiters are always calling people and for jobs to fill, and this guy calls me. Uh, his name was Gary as well, which eventually got confusing. But he called me and he's like, you know, I've got this sweet gig for you. And I'm, you know, my rule is always like, well, I'll take the meeting. Let's let's hear about it. But I, but I was really upfront. I'm like, I'm kind of I'm really into what I'm doing here. And he's like, I'm like, where is it? He's like, it's New York City. I'm like, well, now I'm definitely not interested. You know, yeah. like I'm not from Boulder, Colorado, yeah, like, or New York City. I no, was no. a little bit like, why why would you move from Boulder? To I know my my family's still thinking the same thing, but yeah. uh, <laughs> they haven't moved out yet. They're coming out this summer. They should but, stay. Yeah, I know. But uh, I've, you know, I was like, not interested. And then he was like, tried to up the ante. He's like, it's for Vayner Media, and I was just like, never heard of him. Like, that even sounds less appealing. Like, no. I'm gonna go to a city I don't want to live in. And work for an agency I've never even heard of. And then he was like, it's Gary Vaynerchuk's thing. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Like, so I have no clue. And he was like, oh, you, this is a big deal, big deal, big deal. I'm like, I get it. 
I appreciate that you think that, but like, I'm not your candidate. Yeah. Like, I'm not, you might want to find someone who knows him and wants to work for him and do these things. Uh, so anyway, um, he was like, you just, just meet him, just meet him, just meet him. And his persistence, uh, I'm glad he was persistent. Very glad now. But, uh, so finally I was like, fine, I'll go meet him if you'll just like stop, (laughs) you know? So I met Gary in a, in a bar of a hotel that he was staying at in Las Vegas. So I was like short, short flip from short flight from Denver to, to Vegas. And I, the night before I decided like, well, I should probably look this guy up. And, uh, I looked him up and there was, I got served a video of him at what this building where we are now, but it was a construction zone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I just remember he had a hard hat on and like a safety vest. And I just was like, who is this guy kind of like barking at the camera? He didn't know, there was no talking about marketing or anything. It was like, this is the future of VaynerMedia and da 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 da. And I remember, and uh, we laugh about this now, but I remember just being like, I'm gonna hate this guy. Yeah. Because I'm, I, my personality or what I perceived from that one video was just like, oh, this is gonna be exhausting. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I was like, all right. So we go out, and uh, he walks in, and we meet. And it was a short, like, 45 to an hour meeting. Uh, it was very pleasant. It was great, you know. And um, and I left because I just flew back, got back to the airport. And I remember just going, like, whoa, I've never had a conversation quite like that. Like, once we started to talk about philosophies of marketing, I, I just was like, this is exactly what I believe. Like, and it was so refreshing to talk yeah. to somebody who doesn't come from advertising. He's a self-made businessman. He yeah. gets it. Like, his, his energy was infectious. But most of all, what was really weird for me, which I couldn't comprehend, was how much I could tell, even in 40 minutes, how much he cares about people. Even in that scenario, how much... the second he, person that said it to me since I've been here today. How much amazing. he cared about me, even in that scenario. And I couldn't put those things together because I'm like, you're a super successful personal brand right you're you're it's about you it's about gary 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 how do you do that and without like stepping on people to get there yeah it's, it's kind of a dichotomy it's like usually you're really successful because you kind of like kicked everyone out of your way to get there and so he's so that kind of i remember my wife called on the way home and she didn't even ask about the the talk because it was an important you know we, yeah. i was just doing it as a formality she was like gonna ask me to get some milk on the way home and I was like, hey, this thing was really interesting. I just remember her being like, shut up. You know? Yeah, she, yeah. She was kind of resistant. For what it's worth, my wife's tired of hearing about Gary Vaynerchuk, too, so <laughs> if it makes you feel any better. Well, she didn't She didn't want to move to New York. But then she start, once we started to think about it, I mean, it took about eight months. You know, we right. started. she started to watch his content as well, and we was like, there's something special about this. And the opportunity started to feel really good for me as a creative leader because I liked the foundation that VaynerMedia had as a, as a performance-driven. They, they, it was like they really had the science part of marketing down, right. but the emotional creative part was missing, and so that was a good opportunity. I was like, you know what, this will be, be good. Yeah. And, even, and I started in, like, February of last year because it was still like, I don't know what this is. And, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's, been, it's been a really fun, challenging ride ever yeah. since, you know. And, and Gary is... You know, everyone asks that question. What's it like working for Gary? I'm yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. It's a I wasn't hard... intending on asking it, but it kind of just came up. <laughs> well, no, no, it's a hard answer because it's like sometimes it's just hard to explain because he's a very unique individual. Um, I will say this. Working for Gary, you feel trusted. You feel comfortable. You feel confident. You feel challenged. You feel, I guess, excited, whatever the opposite of boredom is. Right. Um 
Yeah, the energy here is crazy. Yeah, and it really is It is good. But a lot of people think, like, oh, it means you have to operate at his speed. Like, Gary's speed is yeah. outer-worldly. It's something yeah. else. When I got here, I was like, i got to test this out because I have drive and ambition, but they're for, they're for a different purpose. You know, like, I'm, I'm not like Gary in that way at all. Like, my side hustle is, like, I like to play music. I like to go to movies. Like, that's, that's kind of my thing here, you know. So, um, but what I learned really quickly is he has no expectation or even desire for people here at VaynerMedia to be carbon copies of him. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want that at all. Like, yeah. he, he, I remember he said, he's like, I work as hard as I do so that my people don't have to. And, um, you know, but he's also got 800 things that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, his personal brand, VaynerMedia, the 500 other, uh, you know, uh, investments and all that. So right. it's, it's really not apples to apples, but I would say working for him, he's present. Even if he's not here, yeah. he's present and you feel it. He's, he's uh, you know, even through just like things where he'll, he'll just send people texts and just, hey, what's up? He's just, yeah. that's it. He has this ability to not turn off. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but he uses every single second positively. I can see just from being on LinkedIn with like, you know, uh, Steve Campbell, I talk with him regularly on, on LinkedIn and, and, you know, all these people that work at Vayner, like they're just putting their message out there. They're not concerned about what people are going to think about it. They feel trusted to do that. And you can see that like that's a real culture that empowers people. I think there's a lot of companies that say that they empower people, but really they're, you know, kind of just chained to their desk and working for, you know, the that company. Whereas here, I, people are able to it seems like there's mobility. You can do what you want. You can, you know, so that's so cool. Yeah, no, I mean, the 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 root of all of that is just trust. Right, yeah, you know, real I, trust, not like, you well, know, yeah, you, leave you, for 15 minutes if, trust. If you hire a person for a job, like, get out of their way. Yep. Your job is to support them, not to micromanage them or to have to approve everything they do or whatever, and, you know, and I think... That's really important. I think you can feel trusted here. You can feel uh, safe here. But you know, it's not a that your job here isn't a given. Like right, you know, not, not not everyone works out. It's like you you got to earn it. Yeah, you got to work. Um, I always feel though that like I'm I'm being like being somebody who's like uh, young in the game, and I think rightfully so because like they they don't assume that they can trust you. But a lot of the places that I've worked at, it's like. I haven't made the cut, but I've also been lim- so limited in what I was doing that it was impossible to show them what I was capable of. Do you guys kind of just wind people up and let them go? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Trust, well, I mean, trust is definitely a two-way thing, right? I mean, it, it, I, I think I think the way it should work and the way it works here is that as a, a manager or somebody here who's in charge of some people or a client or whatever, like you have to – your trust needs to be your default, like, you need to go in trusting. Like, you just got to give it. But then the onus really for, for a trusting relationship is on the person who needs to be trusted, right? That's the person who will either earn it or violate it. And then, you know, and so, but, but I want to give everybody who comes in the store the benefit of the doubt. So it's like, by default, let's trust they can do the job. Let's put them out there. So it really is. But then there's the other thing, especially with creatives in, in advertising. Historically, it's been so much about stay in your lane. And it's been very much like a, an assembly line where it's like you put this piece together, you do this piece, right. and then it goes to this person and this person. I can't seem to get off this, the assembly line. And our, uh, 
you know, the vision, well, I don't even think it's a vision of the future. It's currently what our market requires right now, but definitely here at Vayner in the creative department, um, it's all about minimizing those lines and maximizing the number of skills an individual has. So the analogy I'll use is like, it, it, you know, what used to, it's typically like the approach is like, okay, five people to screw in a light bulb. Our approach is, well, if I can have people who are more well-rounded and multidisciplined, I can now have one or two people screw in a light bulb, and therefore I'll be able to screw in more light bulbs. Like, right. we have to be twice as fast, we have to do it for half the cost, and it still has to be twice as good. So when I'm looking at creatives, I'm not looking at art directors or copyright. I'm not looking for these, like, typical advertising things. I'm looking for very creative, marketing-minded, strategic-minded problem solvers who absolutely have at least two, I call it a double threat minimum, at least two core outputs. You got to be able to do something. Like in our world, we got a lot of just thinkers. Like, yeah. oh, that'd be a good idea. And I'll direct the photographer to do this and this. No, no, no. You need to be the photographer. Exactly. You need to be a writer who can also direct the, the, the video for the script you wrote. You need to be an art or a, a designer who can design, but also animate, can maybe do, you know, so it's like yeah. we're building a, a department that's very uh, hybrid like that. And then there's not so much like roles, like my job is this in the machine. Mm-hmm. Every assignment is different. And the organization works because there's a creative director at the head of every client. And that person's sort of the orchestrator. They're the... They're kind of the architect of like, okay, I, got, I know the assignment we have. I know what we need to do. They're responsible. They've got all these creatives that they can go, okay, I want to use you for this, you for this, you for this. So what it, what it hopefully is is like I've got, I've got, I mean, in the creative department, we have directors, like video directors who can also edit. Some of them can write. And everyone D-Rock. gets and, – and D-Rock, <laughs> D-Rock and, and Tyler, they're good examples of these people who are just like, I can make. And it gets hard to title because it's just like – yeah, okay, we, it's, I don't want to fall into these patterns of, of kind of yesteryear from advertising. And so, um, so yeah, that's really it. I, I want to create, I get so many, I'll get emails all the time from people that'll be like, Hey, I'm a writer, but I I want to direct this thing. And and, you you gotta have the skills and it's like, Oh, here's my reel. I'm like, here's what I do on the weekend. I make short films and I watch this and I'm like, why in the world are you doing this on the weekend? Yeah. Like, I want you to do this during the week for us. So yes, let's do that. And all of a sudden I've minimized some folks on the, on the light bulb screw in group, you know, like, and so that's, that's where we're going to go. We're going to continue to do more and more of that. Why, why does it seem like you, you touched on and I know Gary's uh, always talking about this. Why are so many people just afraid to actually just do it? And this is actually one of my questions. You know, people, I can't tell you how many people I know that go to the conferences, that go to every AIGA event. They, they are involved in everything. They've read every Stephen Heller book. And then you go and you look at their portfolio, and they're doing very little in terms of execution. And I know, like, Gary has said about, like, you know, like headline readers. And I agree with all of that. And I, I, I see it day in and day out. Even with this podcast, like, I had something. I want to do, like, a live Q&A with somebody. And... 60 people liked it, zero questions were sent in. What's up with that? Why are so many creative professionals so quick to get involved in the community and so lazy when it comes to, or, you know, so I think they don't want to execute, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, my guess would be that it's fear. Yeah. It is easy to participate, but it's much more difficult 
or, or to associate, I should say, but it's much more difficult to, to actually create and do. Um, one, it's like there's a whole, whole bunch of reasons why it's scary. One, it's gonna ex- you're going to expose your talent level mm-hmm. to yourself and to others. You're worried about what other people will think. Um, and I think, you know, what I think is really interesting is, um, I, I don't, I don't ever get that either. It's like, you know, I, I remember when I, when I, back to when I was this mailroom guy at right. that DSW, that agency, I was talking to a guy there who's an art director, photographer, guy, really super awesome guy named Darren Elwood. Right. And I remember I was thinking about like, I'm going to go to film school, you know, like, and I remember he said, why don't you just make a film? Yeah, that's what I mean. He's like, like the cost that it'll cost you for film school is this. So if you're going to have to get a, loan, get a loan and just make a film, and that's probably been some of the best advice I've ever had is, you know, I think I get a lot of, you know, emails and people hit me up on Instagram like, how do I do this? How do I start this? How do I do this? I know DRock gets it a lot too. Like, how do I become a DRock? And it's like the answer is always going to be the same. It's just like just do it. Yeah. You will figure out your own style and flair, but there is no like blueprint for do what doing. You're most afra- and I think <laughs> yeah. whatever feels the scariest, do it. Yeah, that's how. Like I, I just had a, a thing um, two days ago. I actually document uh, don't create. I decided to do it, and uh, I put it up, and then I took it off, and then I edited it down. I took out all the things that might be subject, and then I did it again. And then I took it off again. And then I just realized, like, I just had to come to terms with my fact, like, if you're this scared about doing something like this, that is probably a good thing because it means that you're in uncharted territories and you're doing something that's like, you know. You know what's also interesting, you got to be ready to fail. I think the, the, the thing that we as humans don't understand, like, the reality is nobody cares about us even a fourth of what we think they do. Yeah, we're so egocentric. That's what's so crazy. Like we about assume humans. everyone's. Oh, I'm gonna do this thing, and if it doesn't go well, everyone's gonna be talking about. It. No <laughs> one is. Like, like I thought. Nobody I, cares. <laughs> like when I put up that thing, I was like, Gary's gonna inbox me and be like, "This is shit." Like, and then, no, and that's just not how it is. It's yeah, bizarre. and it, it's but it, but even if they did, or even if they do, and I think this takes just some time. Like I think that's the benefit of 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 going through hard times and having failures is like you you just get more immune to it or, or, yeah. or more used to it because I mean that's part of this that's part of life and and you know if there's one thing that Gary preaches among his many many things but that idea of just like be who you are and and really know who that is and and be comfortable in that that's really really true and powerful um but back to back to your question though I mean yeah it's just like I conferences and all these things it's, it's not to say they're not beneficial but if 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 you can't get out of them if it's just all you do and you're just mm-hmm. constant you're just always learning but like it's like just revving your engine at the starting line forever it's like right. eventually you got to take off yeah that's what i'm doing i i think i spent the first year this podcast was you know i've i've gotten a chance to talk to some extraordinary people yourself included and uh the first year i was like i'm just gonna get inspired I'm just going to get inspired. And then I called one of my mentors after the first year, and I was like, I just realized I haven't done shit for a year <laughs> other than get inspired. You know, because I would be so inspired and talking to people and talking about the value, and I, but very little in way of, like, the technical skills. So now I'm trying to do, trying to do both, so it's really good. Um, I know you have a whole bunch of stuff, so this last thing we're going to talk about here. Um, you know, I'm sure you're inundated with people sending you portfolios and, and wanting to work here and – you know, they love VaynerMedia and they watch all the videos. What's your advice 
to somebody who is leaving school and somebody who doesn't know where to begin and they want to put themselves on a trajectory to work in a place like this. They may not even know that it exists. Where do you start? What's the most important thing when you leave school, when you're getting your experience? What's the, the most important thing to do when leaving school? I mean, I think the most important thing to do is to is to get that experience, and you're going to have to do that in a way that's uncomfortable. Meaning, uh, it might be an unpaid internship. It might be a you know, it might be the mailroom. It might be this and that. Like, that's critical. That's part of like that's you know when I'll get a. You're right. I mean, I get a lot of these requests, and because at the end of the day, every agency or every company like this. You do have to subscribe to, especially when it comes to creative, like it's subjective. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's going to be individuals where they make that call, you know, where it's like, okay, I've, I've seen your portfolio. I don't think it's on the level of what we need. That's a subjective call. That doesn't mean you're no good. It just means it's not a right fit for what whoever this person is. So I think that's really important for, for creatives to understand. But if you want to be in a place, well, then keep going. Ask why. Okay, cool. And try again, try again, try again, you know. Um, but I, I think that's it. It's like understand if you're coming out of school, like it's not going to be like just easy. You don't just slide on in. Like yeah. it's going to be hard. You're going to get told no. You're going to do a job you don't really want to do. You have to put in that, you know. Gary always talks about how many years he just – in the liquor store, not saying anything. Yeah, you know, like you gotta do. That. I'm well read, man. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> you, 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 you have, you actually, you really have to do that. Now, the good thing is, is like ourselves included, we, we uh, this summer where it's, we're going to officially kick it off. Something I've started here uh, is our residency program. Um, you know, but every most agencies or companies they have their internships or da da da. Study them out, find the one that feels right. But like, jump, you know, go get in there and get moving because. Um, you make your best decisions while you're in motion. You know, you don't make your best decisions while you're sitting there studying forever your options or trying to be inspired. Yeah. Like once you just get going, then you start to make, you have to, you're, get, you're forced to make decisions because you keep coming to these T's in the road and you're like, I got to go this way, I got to go this way, I got to go this way. Right. So just get in. I mean, our residency program, it's, it's new. We've been doing a little beta, but in July, I think July 10th is the start of the first official VaynerMedia residency program. It's a six-month class. I'll be applying. Class. Look for um, a big head in the lineup. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, if, yeah, well, if you want to, you go to residency.vaynermedia.com. And uh, for create, there's creative track, there's a um, insights and strategy track, and then like an account management track for now. Um, and then it, that'll probably continue to grow. And it's a six-month thing. It's a paid, paid residency. Um, and then... I can't remember when it ends. Sometime right before Christmas, and then there's another. So there's always a fall and a spring class. Right. Uh, and then our the whole point of it is for us to find talent that we want to hire, for sure. Right. But it's also we want to create the best level of new talent coming into the industry, and we think six months working here does it. And it's that. You're not an intern. You're not, like, getting coffee. It's like, yeah. hi, welcome. Here's your job. Like, it is – Right. Drinking from the fire hose, and and, and that's good for us. <laughs> I like it's that good, expression. That's it's cool. good for us to be able to see the folks who do that and who don't. And even folks who do it, if we don't have a particular business need to hire, you know, I mean, which can happen, like we, we you know, especially with Gary's Rolodex, we have so many companies and startups out there that are looking for talent. Like we want to be able to supply them with talent that comes through our our, our residency program. Right. That's so awesome. I appreciate your time, man. It's been so cool. I know yeah. you have a busy day ahead of you. I'm going to let you out a little early so you could uh, – 
No, it's have just, a moment to breathe. It's awesome. Yeah, I really thanks, appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Appreciate you having me. And uh, oh, where can people find you online? I'm the worst at this. Instagram is the best, and it's just at uh, my handle is Steve Happens. Cool. That's kind of my handle on everything on the internet. But, yeah. uh, We're Facebook friends. As of, uh, Boom. See you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you got it. Yeah.